Course Exchange, episode number 90. It's just me. Another stand special. The third one. Tim has been grinding. He's an academic weapon. My school year is over. So you'll get to see this lovely face for the rest of the summer for the from until Tim comes back. But yeah, we have an action-packed episode. Knicks down 3-1. Lakers up 3-1 on the Warriors. The Rangers fired Gerard Gallant. NHL playoffs are in full swing. The second round's in full swing. The Leafs are down 3-0. The Mets are struggling. The Yankees were somewhat struggling, but they're getting the pieces back. Bader comes back. Judge comes back. So we'll take a deep dive into all of that. Bronny James is a USC Trojan. How that will change the landscape for college basketball, I don't know. We got everything, so let's get it started to the NBA. Whoo, that sucks. That sucks. If you're the Knicks, if you're a Knicks fan like myself, that really, really sucks because uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think they come back from this. I mean, three one is doable. We've seen it before, but this is just not gonna. This is not gonna work out like at all. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna work out. You saw the, you saw the play from Ju- like just the. Just the work ethic from Julius Randle, the effort. There was just nothing there. They didn't have any of it. It seemed very – it seemed like last year, you know, when Randle was given the thumbs down, very like uh, – I don't really know what to call it, but I, I don't know. I'm not liking – I'm not liking the vibes right now for the Knicks. I mean, R.J. Barrett played pretty well. Brunson played pretty well, but I mean – he Julius, I, I think he said it best in the press conference, although that wasn't the right thing to say. I think it was – he was right. I mean, it seems like the Heat just wanted more. I mean, you just look at the way they run the offense, the way they play on defense. Everyone touches the ball in every possession for the Heat. Everyone – you know, it's just – I don't know. I, I really don't know what the next – hey, this year has – has been a success. I mean, no one really thought, I mean, we said this back in, I said this back in November and December that this team, I basically said this team was like the living, breathing definition of mid. And to be honest, it, it kind of was until they started playing the young guys, you know, they stopped playing Derek Rose. They stopped playing Evan Fournier. And then, you know, they gave the younger guys a chance, you know, Grimes was getting starters minutes same with Deuce McBride was getting some looks off the bench. You know, they were going to quickly more often. They were going to Obi Toppin more often. And I just think with the, and then, you know, Josh Hart, that Josh Hart trade really took them to the next level. And I just think that this Heat team is better. I mean, you just don't want to, like, you don't mess with Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. Like, he's, he's unstoppable. Although this team, although he didn't really play well last night, it's just that, it just seems like they want it more. It, it seems like they want it more. You know, they're shooting the lights out of the ball. Kevin Love looks like he's back in Minnesota, back in Cleveland. Shout out to him. Uh, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, like Duncan Robinson's even getting some minutes with the Tyler Hero injury. It, it's just, it's not good for the Knicks. They're, I mean, they're three and a half point favorites tomorrow. So may, I don't know. I really don't know with the Knicks anymore. It, you know, it's rough, but I mean, this year's been a success. Hopefully they can, you know, get some free agents, maybe make a big trade. I, I don't know. Everyone wants Randall out, so 
I don't know. Let's see what happens. And plus the injuries too, man. I mean, Quickly's out with the ankle injury. You know, Brunson's got a bum ankle. Same with Julius. He's got a bum ankle too. You know, Grimes with the shoulder. It's just everything's sort of un- unraveling at once for the Knicks. And it's it's just not good. It's it's not good. And that's all I got on the Knicks. I mean, I wish Tim were here to give me some feedback, but you know, I just shit on him and just be like, fuck you. Knicks beat the Cavs in five, even though that we're about to maybe drop five, drop uh, five games to the Cavs. And so the heat, excuse me. So next up in the NBA, we have the Lakers taking down the Warriors. 104, 101. The Lakers take a three to one lead against the Warriors. Where have we seen this before with a LeBron-Steph Curry series? Oh, yes, 2016. But I just think that the Lakers are just very good at home. And to be honest, I think that there's no doubt in my mind that the Lakers winning that game one is basically told the story for the whole series because we all know how the Warriors play on the road and it's just been the theme this year the Warriors just can't win games on the road it happened in Sacramento they were able to to win that game six to win uh that game seven excuse me and now uh, it was just that one loss at home that really kind of told the story for the series and now like game three they got want game Game four, they were able, it came down to the last shot, but at the, it's just, I think that everything's unraveling at one, again, everything's unraveling at once here for the Warriors. And I don't know, the play of Jordan Poole has not been great. They've been mixing and matching the starting lineups, you know, trying to go small to really like make Anthony Davis play and actually work for it, have Draymond Green guarding him instead of Looney. That sort of worked, but they were able to figure it out. And to be honest, they're calling, I mean, Lonnie Walker, where the hell did he come from? Holy shit. Lonnie Walker, 15 points in the fourth quarter alone. He, I think he had, he had 15 for the game and only scored them in the fourth quarter. Utterly ridiculous. It's, it's looking like, uh, I don't want to say it because for those who don't know, people are laughing about this on Twitter, but uh, the Corgi video of the dog that like hits the ball into the bucket with like the low with the logos of the teams the corgi had the lakers going up 3-1 going up 3-1 and then the warriors coming back so now the lakers are up 3-1 right now and everyone thinks that the corgi has the script so maybe the warriors win in seven that would definitely burn the house that that would definitely burn down uh twitter between Laker fans and Warrior fans, that would be funny, but oh no, that would just not, that would just not be good. Not be good. Not be good for, for Tim too, because he will, Tim would probably unravel and we'll probably get more stand specials, which I know you all don't want, but anyway, but we have to do them anyway. So <laughs> Lakers go up 3-1. I mean, uh, the Warriors are favored by seven and a half on uh wednesday or seven it's out at seven excuse me but i think the warriors do take game five but i don't think they bounce back and win game six i i just don't see it happening i just don't see them getting the bench production they need on the road because their bench production 
is next to nothing at this point. Jordan Poole had Jordan Poole didn't even score. Jordan Poole didn't even score last night. Like, what are we? Ah, how the mighty have fallen, man. Always fade Jordan Poole anything on the on the road. Just I can't I can't even describe it, but. Good, good for the Lakers. Good for the Lakers, and that's that's all that's all I'll say about that. But oof, we, we are we are we have approached dangerous territories with with the Golden State Warriors. Um, to the games tonight, uh, the Sixers taking on the Celtics. What a game on Sunday! James Harden finally stepped finally stepped up the way he did in game uh, in game one, 42, eight and nine and bead with 34 and 13. It seemed this game was all Sixers basically from the beginning of the game to maybe when there was like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Cause then the, the Celtics just went off. And I mean, the defense that they play Al Horford, we say this time and we said this last year with the, the difference maker for the Celtics is Al Horford. Al Horford played phenomenal defense on Embiid, and it seems like nobody's talking about it because that's how well Harden played. But it needs to be talked about how great how great was Al Horford's defense on Joel Embiid because I think he blocked him. He I think he blocked him at least once or twice in the fourth quarter. And I get you can throw the injury card out there with Embiid. You can you can say all these things, but at the end of the day, Al Horford. I mean, we said last year, where does this come from? And will it happen again? Was it a fluke? And I guess not because Al Horford, I just love the way he plays. It's it's crazy to me. I mean, Tatum didn't really have his best game. He didn't score until like there was like a minute left in the first quarter. But I don't know. I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing. I'm liking what I'm seeing from Al Horford. And although the Sixers did, although the Celtics did not win on Sunday, they definitely. I think that they're set, building this, building the good, the uh, building the blocks to winning that series. I think the Celtics take this in six. Uh, they're favored by uh, eight points at home. That definitely says something. Um, <laughs> that definitely sa- says a lot. And I think the Celtics take this, and I think they're fully capable of winning on the. I think they're fully capable of winning on the road. If this goes to seven, it would be pretty funny, but I, I, I think there's no doubt in my mind here that the Sixers, def, the Celtics, Jesus, excuse me, definitely win in six. And last but not least, this has been the best series out of all these four. Out of all, out of all four of them, the Suns and the Nuggets. Suns go up two zero. And the Nuggets go up 2-0, excuse me. I keep on fucking up. Nuggets go up 2-0. Suns win the next two at home despite Jokic just having just career game after career game. On Sunday, he had 53 points and 11 assists. But it's it all comes down to the play of Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker on Sunday each had 36 points. Durant was... Four rebounds away, th- four assists away from a triple double, and four and Booker was four assists, four rebounds away from a, from a triple double, and oof, th- this has just been it's been the most entertaining series without a doubt. I mean, I think my favorite part was when Jokic was when Matisheba, the owner of the Suns, flopped. That was hilarious. That was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> so Jokic. For those who don't know, the ball went out of bounds, and I think Ishiba had the ball. 
and then Jokic was trying to get it, and he like l- accidentally lifted his arm, and he hit Ishiba in the face, and Ishiba would just like the all-time greatest flop. And I love how he just like admitted it immediately. He admitted it immediately, and he was basically like, oh, he's like, no need to suspend him, no need to fine him, like, no big deal. But <laughs> that's, just, that's just funny to me. And fun fact, Ishiba actually played for uh, the Michigan State National Championship team in 2000, either 2000 or 2001. I don't know which one, but he was a walk-on. So we probably, who knows? Tom Izzo probably taught him that. And now he's a billionaire and <laughs> pretty, pretty wild stuff. But tonight the Nuggets are at home. They're f- the line started at three and a half. Now it's all the way up to six and a half. And I think the Nuggets win this game. It's going to be a phenomenal performance from Booker and Durant, but I truly, the Nuggets are just so much better at home than they are on the road. I think the, and Michael Jordan said it best. You're not, it's not a series until someone loses a game at home. So I, I think the minute the road, a road team wins, wins the game, they're going to win the series. No doubt in my mind. But I think that the Nuggets, I think the Nuggets win this one. I think it's going to be Nuggets in seven. I'm, I'm going to go Nuggets in seven on this one. And I just think that the, I think that home court advantage truly matters here. You know, the Nuggets dominant at home, same with the Suns, but the Nuggets have the home court advantage. So we'll leave it at that. To the NHL, before we get to the playoff games, the New York Rangers, the New York Rangers fire Gerard Gallant. Ugh. Oh, I mean, who didn't see this coming, Gerard? I mean, I think this was the right move. Some people say it isn't. Some people say it is. I really, I don't really know about this one. I'm happy with it. Other people aren't. And I don't really know who they're going to hire. Like, there's so many options available that I've heard. Chris Knobloch, the... uh head coach of the minor league affiliate, the AHL affiliate for the, for the Rangers, the Hartford Wolfpack has been, has been in talks. He's actually had one game of NHL coaching experience. Uh, was when the entire Rangers co- coaching staff got COVID and he had to step in and they ended up winning the game like nine, nothing or something like that. Something like crazy. Another name I've heard is a uh, former Canucks coach, Bruce Boudreau. Definitely would like that higher. Former Capitals head coach Peter Laviolette, maybe. And then there's one that like just is just so out there that I think it's just like it, I think it's just the name. Mark Messier has been linked to the Rangers. I am not too sure about that one. I'm not too sure about it. I am very. I don't know. He has no coaching. He has no coaching experience at all, in the slightest. So what are we even? What are we even doing here? Like this isn't like, like I get it's a name and it's a draw in for people. Like I mean, it's but still, even if the Rangers are terrible, the Garden is still a draw in. Messier is not going to be. I, I don't know. I think you know former player franchise legends do not end up panning out to be great coaches. Like look at. Patrick Waugh, when he coached the Avalanche, I think he made the playoffs once and was a first round exit. And it just like kept on dwindling and dwindling until they fired him. And it just, it just wasn't, it wasn't a good fit. It wasn't a good fit at all. 
I definitely do not want Messi. I, I definitely like either Chris Knobloch or Bruce Boudreau. They just, I don't know. There's definitely a lot of possibilities and other NHL news. I was going to talk about this until 10 with 10 today, but I just have to say it. The NHL draft lottery is rigged. It is fucking rigged. And that was hilarious. For those who don't know, the NHL draft lottery was uh, last night and it came down to the top three. When they went to commercial break, it came down to the Columbus blue jackets, the Anaheim ducks and the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And (laughs) they were down to the three teams and Kevin weeks, the host of the draft lottery when they went to commercial accidentally leaked that Columbus had the third pick <laughs> that Columbus had the third pick in the draft and then <laughs> just said it's down to Anaheim and Chicago and then Chicago ended up getting it i mean i knew the NHL draft lottery was rigged when the Ra- when two in nine in 2019 when the rangers had like a 1% chance to get the first pick and they got the second pick and then they had the lowest odds in 2020 to get the first pick and they ended up getting it and ended up getting Lafreniere. So, I mean, the fix was in, I mean, everyone knew it was like, let's all be real here. There's a lot of people, uh, just poor Anaheim, just dealing with the fix. Anaheim came second to Crosby. They come second to Bedard. Chicago's got their guy. I called it. I'm I'm not going to lie. I did call it. I did call it. If people remember with uh, our episode with Jake, when the Rangers got Patrick Kane. So we'll see what happens. So to some of the games tonight, uh, we have the devils taking on the hurricanes and the stars taking on the Seattle Kraken. First up with this uh, devils hurricanes game. Um, Vitek Vanacek has been in goal for the devils. They have, benched Akira Schmid after giving up 10 goals in two games against the Hurricanes. The Devils absolutely whomped, whomped the Hurricanes 8-4. to four. And this is the same thing that we learned from the Hurricane series last year with the Rangers, where they just can't perform on the road. They, they, they can't. They can't do it. it. It's just, they play so well. It's so weird. They're such a great team. At home, and then they go on the road. It, it looks like you're watching a completely different team playing. Like, I, and just see, I I really don't know. This team does not make any sense to me. They like the Devils jump out to a three nothing lead in the first period. They jump out to a three nothing lead in the first period. The only problem with the Devils, though, was that they gave up three shorthanded goals. That's definitely a little bit of a concern there. But Jack Hughes at four points. His brother Luke made his debut. Made his debut in that game. So tonight, the Devils are going to roll with the same with the same goalie. I mean, why wouldn't why wouldn't they? Vitek Vanacek in goal. He's been the goalie all along for for them. I mean, I oof. Devils heavy favorites, heavy heavy favorites in this game, and I like the Devils. Ah, God. I like the Dell. I think the first I think the first road team to win wins this series. Again, as I said before with the with the Nuggets and the Suns. I I I really don't I really don't know with this one. Just the Hurricanes are just so confusing. Like they're too ta- I know they're beat up. I know they're very beat up, you know, uh Tara Vinen's out with a broken hand. They're down Max Pacioretty. They're down Andrei Sveshnikov. And 
uh, I don't know. I this this team just confuses the shit out of me every time. And then tonight, uh, the Stars take on the Seattle Kraken. Check out our gambling video um, <laughs> posted on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok because uh, I'm going with the over of this game, over five and a half, six out, out of all six times these teams have played each other, including the playoffs, the uh, games have gone over. So this one's really surprising because the Kraken are just, they're just a different fucking breed right now. Who would have thought? Like they because Ottinger, let's let's be honest here. Jake Ottinger is really the only good goalie out of all the out of all the out of all the teams left. Because Vegas and Edmonton, the overs hitting every time. Carol, Carolina, Frederick Anderson's all right. Antti Ronce is okay. We don't really know who the starting goalie is for the Devils. So I mean, and then Florida has Bobrovsky. I just learned. That. Wow. Okay, the Maple Leafs are not starting uh, Samsonov. That is interesting. That's pretty interesting. Um, and then there's, yeah, like Ottinger's really the only good goalie. And then here come the Kraken putting up about, putting up like more than four goals, like five goals. They've scored five in game one. They only scored two in game two, but then they come back and win seven, score seven goals. On Jake Ottinger? I don't... The Kraken are very... The Kraken are no joke. The Kraken are no joke. Uh, That's... Wow. That's just... I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Panthers go up 3-0 on the Maple Leafs. Oh, God. Poor Maple Leafs, man. Poor Maple Leafs. Oh, my God. If you're a Maple Leafs fan, like, how have you not killed yourself? (laughs) How have you not killed yourself to the point where... You know, you win the you win the first series since 2004. The curse is broken. Then you face the Panthers. Now, granted, the Panthers won the President's Trophy last year. They trade for Makachuk. They traded their best player for Makachuk and Jonathan Huberto for Makachuk. They just sneak into the playoffs as the second wildcard team. Oof. Uh, if you're, I mean, I'm not shocked the Panthers. Am I shocked that the series is 3-0 in favor of Florida? Yes. Am I shocked? I wasn't. I, I knew this wasn't going to be like a cakewalk for Toronto. Florida's a good team. They have a good experience goalie in Sergei Bobrovsky. They won the President's Trophy last year, although they were knocked out in four games by uh, Tampa Bay last year. They were able to beat the Bruins in seven. They were able to come back down 3-1 against probably, arguably the best team in hockey history. Point wise, point wise, yes, and they they got a good they got a good talented team. They got a good talented team. Good good for good for the Panthers, but Maple Leafs favored Vegas up two one on Edmonton. That's gonna be a barn burner. I, I <laughs> that that's gonna be a barn burner. It just it just seems that. I really don't know. Edmonton are heavy favorites, but you never know with Vegas. It all comes down to the goalie play. I mean, Aiden Hill came in, came in uh, early in the game, was able to hold Edmonton to, to basically no goals. They scored that goal in the first period, and they pulled uh, what's his name, uh, Rousseau, and we'll leave it at that. And I'm going to keep this quick. Uh, Major League Baseball, the Yankees. Um, 
They get Aaron Judge back today. Good. Heartbreaking. Heartbreak, heartbreaking, heartbreaking, heartbreaking series in Tampa. So, first game, lose by one. Next game, you win by one. You come back down 2 nothing. You win 3-2. Next game, you go up 6 nothing with Garrett Cole on the mound. And he blows it. And then you end up losing 8-7. to in extra innings. Let's just be honest here. Do I expect a massive drop-off from the Rays? Yeah. Probably. I'd say so. I'd say so. This is not... We're not talking about the 98 Yankees here. We're not talking about, you know, the 01 Mariners. Like, this is the Tampa Bay Rays. They have... What is it? Like a... 100? They're not... Their payroll isn't even that much. They don't have the guy. You know, the all one Mariners had the guys. You know, they had Edgar Martinez. They had Ken Griffey Jr. The 98 Yankees, you know, Jeter, Bernie, Jorge, Tino. Like, they had all these guys. Who do, who do the Rays have? Who do they have? And it's just annoying because they never lose. It's almost like, you know, Tim's beef with the Braves. I don't know. I, I, I truly don't know. Yankees... Currently, uh, Devils go up one nothing. Oh my god! Here we go. It's de- it's definitely gonna, it's a shit show already. Um, Yankees just started against the A's. Uh, the Mets. Oof. Oh boy! I wish Tim were here to talk about the Mets because it is not good. It is not good at all. Scherzer was supposed to go today. Scratch from his start due to neck. I think it was neck spasms. God. He was talking about just, he's basically praying that his shoulder doesn't fall off. I mean, like, what are we doing here? He's praying his shoulder doesn't fall off. You know, they get, this is supposed to be like their easy run on this schedule. And they have like no pitching. They have no pitching at all. They're a game under 500, still good enough to be second in the, uh, NL in, in the division, but you get swept by the Tigers when you had Scherzer and Verlander on the mound. By the Tigers, and then you play Colorado, you lose a you lose two out of three to them, and then your win against them wasn't really that convincing. It was one nothing, and then you were able to get out of a two on one out jam in the ninth inning, and then the red like they have they had the Tigers swept, lost two out of three to the Rockies. They're currently down one nothing to the Cincinnati Reds in a three game series, and then they have four games in D.C. Like, it's, um, I I don't know what, what, it's just, I said this to Tim in the beginning of the, in the beginning of the year, how did this team improve? You know, you lose to Grom. Okay. You bounce back and get Verlander. Who's almost four, almost 40 or even is 40 at this point. Yeah. He's 40 years old. And then you go get Kadai Senga. You don't really improve on offense. You don't. You don't really improve on offense. You ba- you're basically putting out the same lineup that shit the bed in the wild card in the wild card game last year. Vogelbach's not cutting it. Marte's having a little bit of a dry spell. They had to bench Eduardo Escobar and called up Brett Beatty. Catcher's still a position in need. 
because, you know, Nito's not producing on offense and Omar Narvaez is hurt. They try to bolster up catcher by getting Gary Sanchez on a minor league deal. I don't know about that either. Like, it's just, it's not, it's not good for the Mets with how much money that they have. It 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 just seems to me, and now they're down three nothing to the Reds right now. Like, the, uh, oh boy, it's it's not good. It, it's it's not good in Metland. It, it's it's just not. It, it's not going to cut it. It's it's not going to cut it. Like this. Like look at the guys they're throwing. Like they're putting on the mound out there. You got David Peterson, who is known to be terrible. David Peterson is terrible. And then. You know, you're throwing out guys like Joey Lucchese and Jimmy Yacobonis and like all these people who I've never heard of. I've never heard of these people. But this Mets bullpen was supposed to be like untouchable. Who else do we like Tyler McGill had that good month last year. He hasn't been able he hasn't been able to cut it. Like just these Oh, just these just these nobodies. Like, what are we doing here? Like, this is, I don't, I don't know. Most of the teams from last year's postseason aren't even cutting it. The Cardinals are fucking terrible. The Cardinals are terrible. I think they've won like 10 games. They've won 12, they're 12 and 24. The Pirates are first in the division, which is also another, which is also another surprise. And another surprise too, is that the Diamondbacks are a half game out of first place in the NL West. And like the Astros aren't that great too. The Astros are a game under 500, although they're down Altuve. The Texas Rangers, no DeGrom, no Seager, no problem. First place ahead by two games. The Angels look pretty good. Uh, this is, and then the Yankees are in last place at 19 and 17, which pisses me the fuck off, but it's, it's whatever. Already 10 games back. This is just a, f- it's definitely a transition year for baseball. I'll say that. Although this could be a mind fuck because, you know, because of the schedules. Because of every team has to play each other now. But it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a long year for Yankee and Met fans. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a pretty long year for Yankee and Met fans. And uh I think that's gonna wrap it up. Um that's gonna wrap it up. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Be sure to follow us and rate us on Spotify. Five stars only. We'll see you guys on Thursday. We'll see. Hopefully Tim will be here. Hopefully Tim will be here. All right. Peace out, guys.